Hello and welcome back to IT Varsity Tech Watch. I'm your host Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host Masihullah Katrada. And today we're going to be talking about a battery-operated world. A world run by batteries. Now when we talk about batteries, you're probably thinking about, you know, these little pen light batteries that we put into little gadgets, little shavers and, and torches and toys. But no, we're not talking about those type of batteries but we'll get to that soon. Let's look at the current situation in South Africa. We've just had a massive fuel uh, price hike and we're facing some major, major electricity prices, uh, uh, price hikes in the near future because ESCOM wants to put the price of electricity up. I mean, this is weird. You know, when a company gives you lousy quality and lousy service, they lose business. But when ESCOM does that, they put their prices up and we all just have to pay up, unfortunately. But the real trouble with energy prices, whether you're talking about fuel or electricity or any of the normal fuels that people use, but especially fuel and electricity, the problem, the real danger is when their prices go up, the price of everything goes up. Whether it's commodities or food, the price of bread, the price of milk, the price of oil, everything goes up. Why? Because all of this is dependent on energy. I mean, from the factory level, oh, let's take it a step back. From the farm level, they need electricity to do their farming. If the electricity price goes up, the cost of farming goes up. The farmers have no choice but to raise the prices. The factory has no choice but to raise the prices. The distribution agencies have no choice but to raise the prices because their trucks and, and buckies all rely on fuel. And then just about everything goes up. But the problem is now and again we get a drop in price sometimes fuel price does go down although in south africa it'll go up by a rand and then maybe come down by 25 cents and then up by a rand again and then down by 25 cents again that's more or less the pattern that we that we are seeing but the thing is when the price does drop the price of everything else doesn't drop it just stays on a high so fuel prices electricity prices will just keep pushing things the price of things up, up and up. And the sad part is, as usual, the people that take the brunt of it are the poor and the working class. I mean, in every way, these people are getting hammered by these high prices, these high and unsustainable prices, because they got the price, uh, you know, they have to contend with the price of food going up, the price of transport going up, the price of just about everything going up, the utilities, but salaries just don't keep up, right? The salaries don't go up proportionately to the, the, the price of food and, and fuel and utilities. People's salaries remain the same, but the price of everything uh, goes up. And this is a very unsustainable situation in any country. And this is the real danger here in South Africa. We're facing a very unsustainable situation as far as energy production goes. We're fully reliable on imported crude oil for petrol and diesel, and we're fully reliant on ESCOM's ancient, really, really ancient power plants and distribution network. And we are already seeing the problems as far as load shedding goes. ESCOM is unable to provide enough energy for the country, and it's only a matter of time before everything collapses unless, unless we do something about it, like we spoke about in the last episode where China is 
taking big steps and not just China almost every other country you look at China you look at European countries like Germany the United States India all of these countries are moving towards solar power in fact the United States is taking things much further than any of these other countries from domestic perspective now this is what's happening on a domestic level houses in America are becoming self-sustaining and completely off the grid now Tesla the company that's owned by ex-South African Elon Musk they've developed roof tiles that are actually highly efficient and super strong solar panels now imagine that the roof of the houses in America are starting to get covered with solar panels and these solar panels power up the whole house 24 7 the solar panels are powering the house now the question you may ask is how are these solar panels powering the house at night when there's no sun to generate power I'll explain that shortly you see the problem with solar power has always been that solar power is only generated when the Sun is out during the day but when the Sun goes down what happens solar power generation obviously stops and most countries like China for example have to resort to other sources of power like coal power geothermal wind power etc to keep their power grids going until next morning when the Sun comes up so that's a pattern we've been seeing during the day solar power during the night alternative power now why don't they just generate extra solar power good question good point that somebody might make but the problem is there isn't any if effective way efficient way of storing power so if one of these solar power plants generates more electricity than is needed that electricity is not going to be saved it's actually going to be wasted because there's no way to store it and if it isn't stored and it isn't used then it's just getting grounded and that power is gone to waste so it's the same with the the solar power uh, that's being generated by these house roofs so Tesla has this grand idea that they're gonna make houses off the grid but the problem is what happens at night do we still have to resort back to grid power do the houses still have to now go back and draw power from the from the national or local electricity grid actually no because Tesla again has some amazing amazing technology that they've developed that is transforming not just power generation but power storage power is now being stored on a large scale Masila take us to South Australia tell us what happened there okay so in, at the end of 2016 Australia had a massive problem there was massive uh, thunderstorms uh, and uh, lightning storms that knocked out many power transmission towers and they a lot of them were in very remote areas of, of Australia and they couldn't get power to them and this was obviously like we've mentioned it affected businesses and homes now Elon Musk um, put a tweet out and he proposed that he could build the biggest lithium-ion battery now lithium-ion is the same kind of battery technology that's found inside your cell phone 
it's also the same battery technology that powers the, the Tesla vehicles. Now, he claimed that he could build a battery that would be able to supply that entire region with backup power whenever the grid went out. He also said that he could build this in just 100 days. Okay, so 100 days to uh, supply an entire area with a uh, 100 days to build a battery that could power an entire area with electricity. How much of electricity are we looking at? What's what rating? Okay, so before that, um, there was a lot of opposition towards the project. A lot of people wanted it. And of course, there were the guys who didn't want it. But at the end, they built it. And this thing could give 100 megawatts of power. 100 megawatts from a cell phone battery. Correct. Wow, a very amazing. big cell phone battery. I mean, if, if, you, if you imagine the size of this, if you can imagine your head, it looks like one of these massive industrial warehouses. You can actually Google it, the Hornsdale Power Reserve or HPR in Australia. It looks like a massive, massive warehouse, but it's actually a battery. It's a one giant battery. One giant battery. And wow. it's actually nicknamed Big Battery. Typical okay. of Australians, eh? yeah. to give it a name like that. Big battery, Mike. Cool. Interesting. So 100 power, 100 megawatts of power that uh, that will be supplied to these areas that, that don't have a decent power grid coming to them. So I guess the Australian uh, power company had one of two choices. Go with this battery that could, you know, uh, power, uh, provide power to these uh, villages, these towns that needed it, or build a completely new grid. So they op opted for uh, going with this battery. It was quite a chance they took. I mean, I can almost imagine the skepticism that they might have received. And I think the Prime Minister himself was um, uh, skeptical about it, Scott Morrison, because he's kind of pro-coal. I wonder why. I mean, if you look at guys like Trump, Morrison, and to an extent, South African government, very pro-fossil fuel. I wonder, is there a lot of money in fossil fuel, perhaps? Mm. But anyways, these politicians are not all about uh, renewables. So Elon Musk, just from one single tweet, mm -hmm. he put out this, uh, this offer. Now, what was, the, what was the, the, the outcome of it? Was it a success story? Oh yeah, it was a massive success. Now, it, it cost about 100 million Australian dollars to build. And by the end of 2018, the Australian energy market operator reported that it saved them almost 40 million Australian uh, dollars in grid costs. Already? In just, already. In just a year? Correct. So it's already a massive suspect, a sus, um, success. Now I can almost imagine that all solar power plants, like those we spoke about, that are in China, for example, in the last episode, we spoke about these power plants that cannot generate excess power. Now they will be able to uh, generate excess power and just store it for later. And then when the power goes out or when the sun goes down, then those giant batteries will be providing the power, not the plant itself. Come morning, the plant generates power, charges the battery. Come evening, the battery generates power and supplies the locality. How amazing. But what does this do on a domestic level? What's the solution on a domestic level? Okay, so obviously seeing the success, many people wanted this. And a lot of people, um, 
reach out to Elon and say, listen, we want this in our country, but obviously not all countries can afford it. And the ones who need it the most, like us, it's a, it's a bit costly. So they have come up with another solution. So Tesla has created something they call the power wall. Now, this is a battery, just like big battery, but it's a much smaller version that attaches to the outside of your house. Now, this will work hand in hand with their uh, roof tiles that we talked about. So during the day, it'll be getting the power from the roof tiles and during the night, your house will be powered by power walls. Now, this thing is not just some small 12 volt battery. This thing can actually power your massive appliances, your fridges, your air conditioners, TVs, PlayStations. It's powerful enough or has enough power to keep your house running. And the notorious geezer, of course. Of course, the the geezer. Now, unlike most um, battery backup system, um, it doesn't just power a few lights or few appliances. This thing actually plugs in to your power mains. Okay, so traditional battery um, backup systems that we get in South Africa are not good enough to supply the whole house. So the best you can do is, you know, connect it to a few lights and maybe one or two plug points where some lightweight charging and things are taking place. But you're saying this thing powers the entire house? Correct. Um, they actually gave some, some figures here. It provides seven kilowatt hours. Which means that um, if you have an average family of four, you would need just two of these batteries for one full night of use. Okay, I mean, that makes sense if you consider that an average home, even here in South Africa, uses about 15 uh, kilowatt hours per per night. So during the day and night combined, it's about 30 kilowatt hours. Uh, so this battery is only intended to provide power at night because during the day it's generating power uh, well, the, not the battery, but the solar panels are generating power. And at night, we're going to need that, that power. So two batteries will survive. This is amazing technology. Imagine, imagine for a moment, a home that has no electricity bill at all because it's generating its own power 100%. You can ask, uh, I mean, in, in a South African context, you could ask ESCOM to please take their power lines away. We don't need them anymore. We're generating our own power off the grid but now it gets better than that it gets more mind-boggling than that because tesla also manufactures electric cars so your solar powered home is not just generating enough power for itself because out there in the garage is parked your electric model t tesla that's being charged by the same solar power cells and I think we spoke about this in a previous episode mm-hmm. where these solar powered car, well, sorry, these electric cars can operate for like six to 700 kilometers on a single charge. So, I mean, you charge your car at night and then you're using it. I mean, if you're just using it for a town run, what in, in Durban, you could run for a week or two on 600 kilometers of, of charge. That's amazing. So now, not only are you saving on electricity, not only are you being exploited by the national power grid to pay electricity, you're getting free electricity from the sun, and you're powering your, your home, but you're also powering your car. So you're saving on, on fuel costs also. Now look at that beautiful, well, fully contained model of, a, of, a, of an off-the-grid home. 
you don't even need power you know power stations you don't need the power grid you don't even need uh, refueling stations you don't need petrol garages basically and that is a the pattern of the future imagine a life a world where everything is electric powered and that electricity is not coming from the power plants it's coming from the sun every home is generating its own electricity and those homes that are not big enough to generate their own electricity they're getting electricity from a local uh, solar field like for example if you've got a town let's consider a town that's outlying like say escort for example between durban and johannesburg you've got escort that's kind of in the middle of nowhere now outside of escort they could set up a solar field that could power just escort and no other areas so they, they could have their own dedicated solar power plant and it's not expensive it's not as expensive as uh, you know both in infrastructure as well as operationally as a coal power plant so any town will be able to set up its own uh, power and that's what's happening in china aside from the giant solar fields that are powering entire the entire grid or entire regions they also have smaller solar power uh, solar fields that are powering just one town and that's uh, something that we can definitely do but imagine this that future what an amazing future no petrol garages we'll see petrol garages completely gone off the face of the earth i mean electric cars have already come to south africa if you look at the the jag jaguar e-pace those are fully uh, electric cars if you look at some of the bmw uh, models also uh, electric and it's just a matter of time before tesla comes to this country i know that they are uh, very very uh, big entrepreneurs that are very serious about bringing electric cars into south africa and it's just a matter of a couple of years before we see um, electric cars but still mind-boggling a home that generates its own power for itself and for the cars and no fuel costs no electric costs no pollution from carbon carbon monoxide fumes coming out of cars no pollution coming from power stations no damage to the, to the the atmosphere no damage to the soil and the oceans and the best part it's free forever as long as the sun is around you're getting free power to power up free energy to power up your home and your your vehicles that is going to be an amazing future but it's also going to have long-term implications for the economies of so many countries our own included i mean look at you know the 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 oil producing countries i mean they are they've got these these cartels and monopolies and price fixing going on they're in serious trouble the oil producers are in serious serious trouble because people are going to be getting free energy and no one is going to want to buy that oil from them in the same way if you look at our our country there'll be so much more disposable income because people are not going to be paying paying exorbitant prices to escom they're not going to be paying unreasonable prices for fuel i mean south africa's fuel prices are just crazy i mean un, unexplainable why we are paying such high prices for fuel but anyways that's going to change the world in a big way in fact that's already changing the world in the big in a big way solar power combined with battery technology and electric cars i think we're running out of time yeah we've actually run out of time 
Before we conclude this episode, uh, uh, dear listeners, folks, if you are in Durban somewhere around the 4th of May, please take note of this of this date. The 4th of May at 9 o'clock, Masiola and I are doing a presentation at the Channel Islam offices in Lillian Ngoi uh, Road, which used to be Windermere Road in Durban. The presentation is entitled Rise of the Machines. And it's really, if I may say so myself, it's really quite interesting. It talks about, or we talk rather, about the technological advancements that are taking place around the world, particularly the fourth industrial revolution, artificial intelligence, and the internet of things, and how these are affecting our lives and how they're gonna affect our careers and our businesses in the future. I mean, if you think about artificial intelligence, it's already starting to take the place of medical professionals. Even doctors' careers are going to change dramatically in the future. So the fourth industrial revolution is definitely affecting us now and it's going to affect us in a much bigger way in the next few years as it gains more and more of a foothold. So we're going to be talking about that on the 4th of November, the rise of the machines. If you are able to make it, please come and listen, especially if you're a person that's uh, you know, considering a, a, a career choice or a career change, or you're a business person that's trying to figure out in which direction to take your business, this one is for you, really. This is going to be a presentation that's ideal for you. And for those of, of uh, you listeners that are not in Durban and cannot make it, please feel free to invite us. We'll come at our cost to wherever you are, whether you are in Johannesburg, Cape Town, wherever, and we'll come and do that presentation. This is part of what we do. This is our passion to spread the, the, the knowledge about technology and the way it's affecting our world and affecting our lives. So we are open to those sort of invitations. And in case I didn't mention it, it's completely free. Free entry in Durban, but you will have to uh, book a place because the places are selling out fast. Okay, wrong word, not selling out. They're getting booked, it's free. All right. If you want to make a booking, please go on to Channel Islam's social media channels. The advert is uh, is on their Facebook and Instagram uh, pages. You'll see an address, uh, an email address at the bottom of the page, at the bottom of the advert rather, where you can email to make a booking for yourself. We're looking forward to having you there. Anyways, that's a wrap for Technology Watch for today. I'm your host Bilal Katrada. And I'm Masihullah Katrada. And we'll catch you the next time.